Hello, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping family businesses thrive. My name is Russ Hayworth, and each week I will share insights and experiences to help you to navigate the complexities that can come from being in business with your family. You will also hear directly from family businesses who have been kind enough to share their own stories. As ever, I am grateful for the support of my good friends over at the Institute for Family Business. The IFB support family businesses in overcoming their challenges and help them build lasting legacies, something that we have a shared passion for. You can find out more about their work by heading over to ifb.org.uk. Right, let's get on with this week's show. Well, hello and welcome to this week's show. I hope you've had a good week. We've had our youngest suffering from chicken pox this week. She's five, so it's been an absolute nightmare for her. We've just about managed to avoid tying oven mitts to her hands to stop her from scratching. But needless to say, it's not been the most pleasant week for her. But hopefully she's, she's through the other side of it now. We are going to continue our look at governance on this week's show. And in particular, we are going to be looking at the role that a non-executive director can play in your family business. So we've covered quite a lot so far in this series on both family governance and more recently moving towards more around the business governance side. And I know that I've said this on previous shows, but I think it's uh, important to say again If you're considering introducing or using some of these governance tools that we've been discussing, so a family charter or family councils, things like that, it's important to remember that the purpose of these types of forums is really to harness and enhance what's already being done within the business. It's not to say that every family business has to have these forums in order to be successful, It's just that they can form part of a more formal way of enhancing what you're already doing. Let's take the example of a family charter. You wouldn't necessarily sit down for the discussions around a family charter and be stuck for things to say when you're asked, why are we doing this? What is the purpose? What are our values? It's more that it's documenting it and evidencing it so that it's there for future generations rather than it being you know, something that is going to be a, a sweeping change across the whole of the um, business. As with anything, there can be some natural scepticism towards things like governance and putting in place certain forums and um, processes. And quite often we hear that it's something that is felt is going to put a break on someone's behaviour. Rather, I would like to see governance as an enabler as the correct forums for allowing people to do what it is that they want to be um, doing. So if there is any skepticism out there, perhaps look at it as a way of enhancing and giving more substance to what is already being done in a more formal way, rather than it just being done um, as a natural consequence of being in business together. The things we're talking about in the series may also be new to you and your family. It can often be really tricky to know when, where and how to get started with this stuff. That's what I'm here for. I can help and I would be delighted to. I have had quite a few emails from listeners from all over the world over recent weeks asking very specific questions about how things can be applied to their own circumstances. And if you're out there thinking, 
exactly the same please do get in touch you can head over to the website which is fanbizpodcast.com or you can drop me an email which is russ at the fbc.co.uk and i'm more than happy to help we can jump on a zoom call to have a chat about how um, you might want to get started so um, please don't hesitate to get in touch let's get on with this week's show shall we for ease throughout the episode and to save time I'm going to refer to non-executive directors as Neds from now on. It's easier, it takes less time. And so you won't hear me prattling on using the words non-executive director 55 times during this episode. So I thought it'd be good to start with what a Ned actually is. And as the name suggests, it is a non-executive director as opposed to an executive director. Therefore, they do not work in the business on a day-to-day basis but they do sit on the board along with the executive directors and you would typically pay them for that privilege. The appointment of a NED is one that is usually made for strategic reasons and they're put in place to be an objective voice on the board. The IOD have a good definition of uh, of the role of a NED and that is to provide a creative contribution to the board by providing independent oversight and constructive challenge to the executive directors. So they sit on your board, they come along to your board meetings and they are there to provide their experience, their expertise and an independent voice rather than it being the same people around the table, particularly if it's a family board made up of predominantly family members, it's an outside perspective, if you like, on um, what's going on in in the world and in the business. So that's what one is. Why would you want to employ a NED? Well, the first thing to say is the appointment of a NED is a really positive step in the professionalization and formalization of a business. We spoke last week about the introduction of a family business board to help formalize the sort of corporate side of what's going on within the business. But the problem with that is that sometimes family business boards can be quite insular. If everybody sat around the table is from the same family, it's likely that they're going to share broadly the same views on things. And so there's a danger that the board isn't as effective as it could be with that objective NED sat on it. Other benefits that can come from having a NED, for example, is they can be a fantastic person for mentoring the next generation within a business particularly if the NED isn't a family member. So rather than you know, being told what to do by um, a senior member of the family, the next generation are able to access the expertise and experience that a NED brings to the table. But again, it's removed from that family system. It can be very effective to have somebody independent bring in that outside perspective and experience rather than having it as you know, everybody having to learn from the family members themselves. If the NED is experienced in their own field, they bring that expertise to your boardroom. So that can be a specific sector or a specific function that you're looking at within the business. So if you feel there's an area that you are, I don't know, looking to expand into and you don't necessarily have the expertise right now to be able to do that, Bringing somebody into the board as a NED who has that experience can be the first stage in developing that expansion into whatever sector it is that you're going into. 
They can also help support the business. And what I mean by that is there's a certain level of reassurance that can come by having somebody external sit on the board and listen to your plans and strategic objectives. They may have had experience of building businesses in the past. They may have, as I say, particular sector expertise that you're looking for. And so as a support function to the executive directors, they can be really useful because they're bringing that opinion to you. They would have dealt with situations historically that you might now be experiencing for the first time. And so again, that can be really um, valuable because you're learning from what they've done and what they might have done differently, but without having to necessarily make the mistakes that they've um, made. I think the biggest single advantage of having a non-executive director though is their independent voice. They need to be able to challenge the executive directors and encourage and create some alternative thinking on certain aspects. As I say, if your board is made up predominantly of all the same family, then the viewpoints and experiences within that family are likely to be broadly similar. So bringing in that independent voice can really help to push the business forward. The other advantage that they have is they're not involved in the business on a day-to-day -day basis. So they can take more of a um, helicopter view or whatever you want to call it on things. Rather than being bogged down on the day-to-day -day stuff, they can really focus on the more strategic, bigger picture um, stuff that uh, you might not be able to do yourself if you are in that role of uh, executive directors. So there's some of the reasons why you might want to employ a non-exec director. Now I'm going to list some aspects some experiences, some skills that you might want to look for when you are looking for a NED. So firstly, you want them to be a, an addition to the business. So you want them to bring something to the party that is of value to your business. Ideally, that will be experience or expertise in a particular area. And as we said, this might be in a particular sector that you're looking to break into, or if there's a particular area of the business that you feel is perhaps needs a bit more focus, then you can bring somebody in to help with that from a non-exec um, perspective. We would suggest you put in place a recruitment process for this, not just pick uh, the first name that comes out of a hat. And that recruitment process should be robust enough to ensure that the NED will come in and be impactful. You don't want them to feel as if they're coming in to sit on trial. So perhaps not being too um, aggressive or judgmental in the recruitment process would be a benefit. But you want them to come in and feel as though they are going to be able to do their job well. And my view is that you would also want to have somebody who understands your family and that you're able to form a relationship with. Now, what I mean by relationship is not someone who, you know, you go down the pub with and is your best mate and all that kind of stuff. But somebody that the, the relationship is one of trust, is one where they can be as honest as they need to be to fulfill their role and you can be the same. So being open to hearing alternative suggestions to how you may be doing things as an important characteristic for you to have in order for the non-exec to be effective. 
Trusting your NED will help to create the right environment within those board meetings for them to be effective. Ideally, you want there to be challenges. You want to have that voice saying, have you considered it doing it this way? Or in my experience, this has worked better than that, because that's what they're there for. They're being employed to bring that expertise to the table, but there has to be the trust between you as a family and the NED themselves. And that is very much a two-way street. You need to trust them, but they also need to trust that their views will be listened to. So I think that's a very important aspect to put across because it's it's not a one-way um, street with these things. I would also argue you need someone with the right personality to work with the other personalities around the table. And again, that doesn't mean they have to be the same type of personality, and sometimes that is actually best avoided. But having a personality that you feel you can work with, that you can engage with, is really, really important. And obviously, I would also argue that they should have a knowledge or an appreciation of how family businesses are different to non-family businesses in terms of the family dynamics that might be at play. Being a NED is a specific role, so I'm not suggesting they should come in and look to fix any issues that are there between generations or anything that's going on within the family system. There are other experts out there um, for that, family business consultants for one, just put my hand up. But it would be an advantage to my mind if they came in and had some knowledge and awareness of what family dynamics are and what role they can play within a family business. Now, if you find the right NED, ticks all the boxes in terms of expertise, experience, personality, you trust them, they're going to come in and do what you want them to do, but they don't have the knowledge of how family dynamics can work. Don't throw their CV in the bin. You can put some education or some training in place for them to help them to understand that, to help them to be more um, effective in their role. But I do think it's something that you would want to have as a characteristic of a good NED within a family business. And perhaps one way of um, highlighting this is if they have worked within other family businesses in the past or have perhaps been part of one themselves, it's a good start. This is something that is often overlooked by both parties. There are nuances within family businesses that people may not have experienced if they've only worked with non-family businesses. And so being um, honest about that and saying, okay, this is where uh, things might be a bit different to what you've experienced historically, um, again, can only be a good thing. There are some things you would want to be cautious of. And the first of those um, is the founder or a dominant voice in the boardroom or the board as a whole not being open to being challenged. So if you've historically had board meetings where it's almost a dictatorship. Bringing in a NED is not necessarily going to solve that because if that dictatorship exists anyway, there are different ways to start overcoming that as an issue rather than just bringing in a NED. Um, all that's likely to happen is they're going to come in, their suggestions aren't going to be listened to, and they'll decide it's not for them and move on. Um, so if there is a dominant voice or is there is a lack of acceptance of being challenged, I would suggest that's addressed first before you then start to look at bringing in a NED. 
because the net is there to provide this objective and independent view to your board, you need to be open to their suggestions. But likewise, you don't want a NED coming in thinking they have the answers to everything. That comes back to that personality thing. They should listen to your views, it's your business, and they should offer their expertise on how best to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. They're not there to say, this is how you must do this. As I say, most of these things could be alleviated or, or managed through a robust recruitment process and understanding from you exactly what it is you're trying to achieve by having a net and what characteristics you would want them to have. Once you've decided that, you can then start looking at who you should bring in as your net. And my view on that again is that you should look to bring in people with the expertise or experience that you need bringing somebody in that has exposure to a sector or a, a growth of a business. If you're looking to grow the business and they've done it successfully um, before, that can really help. If you are bringing them in for a specific sector reason, it means you don't have to train them in what it is that you're doing. You don't have to you know, talk them through how to make a widget or what the widget is that you make does, things like that. They, they can have a, a running start rather than a standing start and start to be really effective from day one. You might want to look at major sort of big businesses that have been successful in the past. Quite often the directors of those businesses will offer themselves as NEDs. It can add a huge amount of credibility and obviously fantastic insights from their own experience. And they might be more expensive than your typical NED, but you would hope that they would then justify their fee. So let's take an example of your aspirations being to grow your business from X amount of turnover to Y. And you know that there is somebody out there who has been on that journey before, who is able to assist as a non-exec director you can access what they have learned from their own experiences far cheaper than perhaps the mistakes you would make if you didn't have that NED on board and embarked on that journey. So they can help to guide you through using the lessons that they've learned because they've been through that experience first. They know what they would have done differently. They know how they would have navigated certain challenges that you might not have faced um, yourself. So again, they can be really valuable um, from that perspective. One of the areas that families can often look for additional expertise in is in the world of finance or banking. Again, particularly if you're looking to grow or expand your business, somebody who has experience in that sector can be vital during this period. We've mentioned this before, but somebody who has already run or is running a successful family business themselves, it can't be underestimated that the family dynamics within a family-owned business can be completely alien to those who've only worked in a non-family business before. We've had experiences ourselves of board meetings being interrupted by grandmother who has burst into the boardroom with her precious poodle under her arm just to show everyone the new cone-shaped collar that it has to wear and have a good laugh about the fact that it can't bite itself or it wants to bite itself anymore. And you're probably not going to get that experience outside of a family business. 
Now, to you as a family, that's entirely normal, natural, nothing um, wrong with that at all. But to somebody who's not experienced that, it can seem quite strange as an experience. And it can be quite um, daunting and uncomfortable for them to be exposed to the family dynamics um, when they become your Ned. So it's just being open to that that I think is uh, important to consider. There are a number of people that we would suggest shouldn't be your non-exec director. And I'm going to start with your accountant or your lawyer. Some people are tempted to ask their accountants or lawyers to be NEDs because they know the family, they're trusted, they know the business, and some might argue they're independent. But what I would argue is a lot of what they can bring to your business through their own experience and expertise, you're paying for anyway. You're paying for them as your accountant or as your lawyer. And if there's a specific question that you want them to answer, ask them. They will either answer it as part of what they're doing or they'll say, well, that's going to cost you extra and we'll do it this way. But it could be argued that in their role as a NED, they are not actually as independent as you would want them to be. Because some of the decisions that you will be making at board level could impact on the working relationship that you have with the business that they represent particularly if they are active in working for you. This is a, a conflict of interest on their part. So we would suggest you avoid working with your um, accountant or your lawyer. Next on the list of no-goes for NED is definitely suppliers or customers. So let's imagine a scene. You're in a board meeting and you're discussing ways in which you can streamline your business. One such way is to say, why don't we look at new suppliers? Why don't we look at increasing our prices? Let's look at X, Y, and Z. That's not necessarily going to go down well with your NED if they have that conflict of interest in that discussion. So if the discussion's about replacing the supplier, the obvious reaction from that NED is to say, I don't think we should do that. I think that's a terrible idea. Why don't we do this instead? Similarly, with customers, would you really want them knowing the ins and outs of the business and what's discussed at board level. It can be very risky because of the, again, the natural conflict that's there due to that relationship. Some businesses have looked to retired or retiring employees for their NEDs. And again, this might make sense to a certain extent because they know the business and they know the family. But there's a danger with doing that, that they will be more backward-looking than forward-looking. If they've got a, a big history with the business, they've been in it for years, they, they might not actually bring any new ideas to the business because presumably they would have already have done that had they been that character within the business. There's obviously going to be exceptions to that, but generally there's probably going to be better options available to you than just the, the person that's been with you the longest. I would also recommend you avoid friends of the founder, the business leader or the MD. The reason being is that person may feel a loyalty to that business leader and not be as effective as they should be in challenging them. In some scenarios, this can obviously lead to tension and conflict, particularly if other family members feel that the NED is just there to stick up for the MD and the founder. So best to avoid those people as well. And there are some NEDs who 
take on the role primarily out of a motivation to just supplement their retirement income. Now, this can be tricky because if they are reliant on the income from your role in order to maintain their lifestyle, are they really going to be as challenging as they should be or as independent as you would want them to be? You almost want them to be not needing to do it for the money. They want to be doing it because, yes, it pays, but first and foremost, they're doing it to have an impact. And they are doing it to provide a service rather than simply just take the money because, again, they're not going to be as impactful as you want them to be. The final point I would want to make on who to avoid when looking for a NED is those people who are too busy to give it their attention and particularly the attention it deserves. Now, again, this is tricky to note at outset, but as part of your recruitment process, you could ask them how many other NED roles that they have. If it's a lot and they're just going to turn up, go through the motions and then clear off again, you might want to say, actually, that, that's not who we want to have at all. We want somebody who's going to take the time and care over this, not just be present for those few hours for the board meeting. They want to be having an impact, having some thoughts on what it is that they um, should be doing with, the, with their role, not just taking the, the money and running. How do you get started with recruiting a NED? There are lots and lots of different places you can look to find good, qualified, experienced non-execs. There are recruitment consultants, for example, that offer services to find NEDs. There are organisations out there that list uh, a book of people who they can introduce you to to fill the role of NEDs. There are specific non-exec director organisations that only offer that as a service and they will tailor that person to suit your needs. So there's some starting points there. But because there are so many avenues to explore when you're looking to appoint a NED, I think it's worth repeating one more time that the best starting place is to first understand what it is you're trying to achieve and what can be done to put you in the best position to achieve that. So if that is an objective voice on the board that is going to challenge you in a particular way, write that down and create a recruitment process that focuses on getting the best candidate that fits with your ambitions, your family and what it is you're trying to do. And again, banging the same drum, make sure they understand or appreciate the complexity that comes with family dynamics in a family business. If you want help with creating this process, we at the Family Business Consultancy can help. Just get in touch, russ at the fbc.co.uk. Also, I'm very fortunate to work with colleagues within the Family Business Consultancy who have all the credentials and experience needed to be an good, effective NED. Again, do get in touch if you'd like to speak to us about that. Or you can find out a little bit more about what we do at the fbc.co.uk. So let's summarise. The appointment of a NED is a key milestone in the evolution and professionalisation of a family business. They bring experience, expertise and an independent voice to your board meetings and they are there to challenge the executive directors in a constructive way, remember, to help you push the business towards its strategic goals. We've covered who would be a good fit and who you should perhaps avoid and which characteristics and skills you would want to bring to the party. 
most important thing is to understand what it is you're trying to achieve and then bringing in the best possible person to help you to achieve that. Now, on next week's show, I'm going to be looking at some of the more formal business governance structures that can help you. Things like shareholders agreements, things like that, and how they interact with the family governance that we've been talking about so far in the series and the board of directors and NEDs, etc. that um, we've covered in the last two episodes. So that's next week's show. I hope that you found this episode useful. And as I say, if we can be of any assistance, please just get in touch. Um, Until next time, take care. I hope you found this episode useful. If you have, then why not share it with your family and see what they think. I work with families just like yours to help them to better understand the complexities that can come with being a family in business. So whether you're just starting out or heading into the umpteenth generation, if you feel that I could help, check out fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ and get in touch. Until next time, take care.